comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 210. This is for season eight, episode two of The Walking Dead, entitled Damned. I am your host, Craig DeMonda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron Newerth. The Damned, I believe, is the episode. <laughs> I, I just wrote that down. I'm shorthanding it. Is it actually The Damned? Is it really? Did it's I, it's, did I miss it's that? The Damned. The Damned. As in excuse me. Walking Dead presents The Damned. The Damned. I forgot my preposition. Excuse me, Aaron. Thank you for correcting me on that one. The, the Damned. <laughs> We're also joined by Mr. Russell Latham. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Short and sweet. Way to, way to bring the sparkle, buddy. Nailed it. Yeah, that was, that was great, <laughs> Russ. Wow. Ghost Rose. I gave you a nice intro and everything. We're back, Mr. Richard Chub Toad Sheldon. Yeah. Hey, Craig, Craig we, we got to start this over. We got to start over. What's wrong? What's we, wrong, we, we need We need to waste at least part of the episode time having extreme dramatic close-ups of each other staring <laughs> stage left and stage right and waste a lot of screen time where we could have put, I don't know, story. <laughs> well, you could dramatic. watch me defend my, my murder shed. I can, I can look over. As you can hear, Daryl and, Taylor and is with us as well. And if that's not enough, we also got to do it at the end of the episode, too. So. No problem. Kill them all! Kill them all! And Mr. Jim no, Dietz. We, we, have, we, have to have, we also have to leave time for wandering around looking for a dude who chucked a grenade at us. Yeah. Remember? Which we didn't yeah. see. We just saw the aftermath of it, right? It was like a smoke bomb. We, we just have to take, we have to take at least... Before we get started, we got we to gotta keep moving. <laughs> You gotta at least bring twenty dudes with us to find this one guy. Oh, and the tiger. Bring the tiger too. Well, to find the guy who chucked a grenade at us. Aaron, don't worry about time. This is easy. So here's the review, the recap of the whole episode. <laughs> Lots of bullets flying, shooting everywhere, bodies there, blood here, a few zombies sprinkled throughout. The end. It was a great week, everybody. Uh, everybody, good night. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Let's sum it up. <laughs> Until there's no more room in hell. And, oh, I'm sorry. Never mind. All right. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> Oh, yeah, throw a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We can't forget the sponsor. ECB TV service. It's great for you. Great last year, long time. Use the. Uh, that's right. Site. I just got a package from them today. Oh, Excellent. Yeah, it's probably spotless. Excellent. Nice. Now, cue the, cue the Fuji music. <laughs> the Fuji? Is that where any, Which one? Which yeah. song? Which song am I doing tonight? Staying Alive. Staying Alive? All right. Is that, Star Trek, is that a Star Trek Discovery reference? They just played the Fugees in Discovery, uh, the last episode I watched. It might be. It might be? Oh, I didn't I didn't watch the last one. I didn't watch episode seven yet. Did you beat oh, the yeah. Fugees? 
No, I the like Fuji. The, 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 the Fuji. The Fuji. The Fuji. So this episode was directed by Rosemary Rodriguez, written by Matthew Negretti and Channing Powell. Um, this week, though, I've got a recap. Uh, the AMC did not put their their lovely recap up, so I stole one from comicbook.com. But I, we give credit where credit's due here. Brandon Davis wrote this, all right? So from comicbook.com. He actually he saved us a couple of times during Fear. He wrote some of the recaps, too. So we give credit where credit's due. Thanks, Brandon, for uh, putting this together. But before we get into our recap, guys, what'd you think? Episode 2? Action's continuing. I'm, I'm all right uh. with things. I mean, like, so I was watching this episode and the World Series on at the same time. You know, I'm on the I'm on the West Coast, so, you know, it's a little different. The Dodgers. And so it's so like it felt like this episode lasted like 20 years because the game was still on after it ended. It's like, so it's like one thing. Great game last night. The other thing, it's like, God, this episode felt like it took forever to end. Like, it, and it's, like I, I shouldn't feel that way. Like, it seems like an episode that's all about, like, seeing Rick's plan in action should be more entertaining. Uh, but I'm just like, but they don't. Just like, no, uh, no. That's, no, I'm sorry. It should have been called the Confused. Because we don't yep. see Rick's plan in action. We see a bunch of different cells of people doing different stuff that doesn't connect up in any way. None of the big plan is shown to us at all. We got, uh, you know, Carol and Ezekiel running around the woods looking for Grenade Boy. We got Aaron and his <laughs> husband, whose name we can never remember, dying. I mean, they have it all split up. And like like Chep Toshed said, peppered with a bunch of meaningless um, uh, uh, close-ups. And then this incredibly heavy-handed thing with Rick and the baby. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, what is this, Bizarro Rick? Well, I mean, at least we had the surprise well, character return, guys. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Then it took well, my, quite a bit to remember him. But we've been well, predicting that he would come back, though. Didn't we? Didn't we even predict he was going to be the crossover guy? We're like, shot my crossover theory to shit right. right. There. <laughs> but am I wrong and think? I thought the plan was what they did was they were hitting all the the sites at one time. It's right? Compounds, all the yeah, little, the, the outposts. Yeah, outposts. The yeah. But Gerald, you know, Look. if there had been more running time in the episode, they could have, you know, started it off with them actually discussing the plan. Wouldn't take but more than a minute. Well, that's what I thought they did. Time. But instead, I... it was just so important to have these senior wait, wait, yearbook wait. picture photos of them yeah. looking off dramatically. It was pretty stadium. cool. Come on, it yeah, was cool. But why it was cool. I... Come on. But, but, but time out, time out. Keep the anger inside. It'll be give you a second. But. <laughs> Why do I know that they attacked the compounds? I swear I remember them saying in the previous episode they were going to hit them all at one time. And no yeah, one could know. To keep them separated, they had to hit at the exact same time so that none of them can alert the other compound that they're going to do it. Speaking, right? speaking to both Daryl and Jim's points, I, I agree. I knew what the I knew the basics of the plan as far as what they were going after based off the previous episode. And but just, they said it though, right? Yeah, that's they... Yes, that's what I'm saying. Based okay. off the, pre okay. based okay. the previous episode, yes, I had an understanding of right. the general idea of the plan. But, but to more Jim's details point, would have but, been nice. But to, well, even with, even regardless of details, to Jim's point, it's just more of everybody's so scattered and it just this episode has no real like i thought last episode was like weird as far as it's kind of like let's introduce some things and you know not pay them off and understandably this yeah. is a, you know you have to look at this as a unit so you have to think okay you know the if the, the episodes are going to follow are going to fill in some of the blanks or leave us go but it's like this is even worse than last week where it's like there's no real arc to any of the things that go on it's just a bunch of random events that keep occurring and nonsensical things going on as far as why 
for example, Carol and Ezekiel and the team are so focused on this one guy when the war's already started. It's not like if they don't catch this guy, Negan won't mm-hmm. know about the war. Yeah, like, that that like, drove me nuts. They said, oh, yeah, we have to get uh, him before he tells the rest of them. I'm like, they have walkie-talkies. Everybody knows. I, mm-hmm. I think it's that Alpo. I think what they're doing is there's these lookouts that that um, Dwight let them onto, and then the lookouts are looking out for each individual compound or each outpost. So it's right. like they they have to take out the lookout first, which we saw a little bit last episode. We saw it this mm-hmm. episode too. Then the lookouts are gone. Then they go after the compound or the outpost itself. I mean, there's a lot of strategy going on here. I and mean, you're right, it hasn't, it, it hasn't been described to us. We're just witnessing it kind of unfold right. in a very quick way. I think it's pretty. It's a pretty nice strategy, though. I mean, they, they went after the Savior's main compound. It got them untangled with a bazillion walkers, right? So they're kind of tied up. Now they're right. going after the individual outposts. And I don't I mean, it's it's. It's pretty grand strategy. I mean, they're really, they're not just, so, you know. They're, they're so going, is it only me and me and you, Craig, that like the episode? I, I guess I, I'm no, digging I'm it, a, man. I'm a, I, I get it. I understand what they're doing. So me, I you, like and the Russ. action. I yeah, like I, the action. The action was good. It's right. just that there was a lot of things that didn't make sense. And it would have been nice to have a little exposition of what the strategy was rather than them, like Jim said, running around like chickens oh, with no. their heads cut off. And the other thing, too, they needed to lay down rules of engagement because that whole back and forth with Tara and Jesus. And I know the saying is Jesus saves, but damn, come on. <laughs> this is war. Yeah, that was a problem. They, they did lay around. Just get out there and. Okay, but they, they, they did lay out the, the the thing. That was when they kept showing the flashback of them saying, "We wiped them out." Like that Morgan's flashback, right? And that was and that yeah, was two yeah, seasons ago. That was that was when they first hit that satellite compound in season six, like episode thirteen, I think it was, or twelve, whatever that was. I mean, that was, I don't know. And then they actually, I can't believe they actually moved back in that place. After they killed everybody, they're all, they just, okay, let's move back into the satellite. No problem. We're, you know, we're safe here. <laughs> I, I guess well, I look, did. I just felt like I didn't need it really spoon fed. I've, I've, I kind of got the yeah. gist. It's like, yeah, they're hitting them all. They, you know, they're and the whole Jesus and, and Tara thing. I was told, I, I was fine with that because to me, look, if you're, Ultimately, they know if they beat the saviors, they're going to have to sue for peace. Like at some point, you're right, not going right. to you're not going to kill every last single one of them. That's impossible. So, mm-hmm. if you could either be benevolent and show, like, hey, we're not monsters. We're not looking to wipe you all off the face of the planet. Right. We're looking to get rid of this guy. That that we know from your perspective, he has done some despicable stuff. And if we can prove to you that we're not just like him or we're not – our group is not his group just just from a different perspective. We're, we're wanting to be better. We're wanting to build a community. We're wanting everybody to participate and everybody to feel involved and not just like we're just going to come in and we're going to massacre everybody. You're not going to – I mean right, it's, it's no, kind of like – the cliche, like we have to win the hearts and minds. I mean, it's it's kind of that you know argument but, of war. And they, but they don't have a jail for all of them. That that only that only that only seems to apply to what um, Jesus does at the very end of the episode, as opposed to the scores of people they do just go around right. assass- you know terminating the entire rest of the right. episode. Right? No, I mean, not, I just I don't. Mention, though, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying I don't buy into the logic of what they're trying to accomplish. It's just like the episode's so mixed on what it's trying to say. When you get to like one random guy who has his hands up that pisses his pants and ends up being a bad guy anyway, versus like the you know the scenes leading up to this are just them capping everybody left and right. It's just right. like I, 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 I can't. And I can't. Some, I, of, oh, and some of the scenes they're using to try to you know to 
Selvis theme or whatever are just really ham fisted. Like the scene with Rick fighting the anti Rick, as I'll call him, because he's Who's dressed just, the same way just like him, right? Yeah, he's dressed exactly. And then he comes in and finds the Gracie, the baby, and there's a mirror hanging over the crib. <laughs> so he can look at himself thoughtfully and think about how this could have been him. It's like, okay, we get it, dude. You know, this is about as subtle as a bull in a china shop. Come on. Yeah. You know, Here's I mean, the thing, Russ, like, so, they like... Do, so they do deal with what Russ is talking about, like that, that so called. You know, sticky, you know, ethical wicked or whatever, but in just the most obvious and, and dumb way. I mean, I'm sorry. I promise. Well, I get so. wanting to, you know, show humanity and 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 whatnot. But here's the thing: is it was I was kind of buying into it when it was just Tara, him, Jesus, and that guy. But then after he almost loses his life because of his being showing humanity he turns around and not only does it again but to a whole group of them any one of them could have a knife in their boot a gun in their back something like that and it just takes one second and he's dead i mean he should have learned from just two minutes earlier that it's not a good idea right now we're in the beginning of a war and it the plan is wipe them out well they don't have a jail to put them in too like that's that's the other dilemma right like, it doesn't take much to dig shallow graves, though. <laughs> but the other He's, thing is, I mean, we know that the saviors have, like, worker class, too, don't they? Like, we know that there are, like, saviors and there's people that right. work for points. So it's... Right. Like, even when, the, when they defeated the governor, they, they took a lot of the people that... Like, they didn't go out killing with the governor. They just kind of lived in Woodbury. They took all of them into the prison afterwards. Like, they were just mm-hmm. people. So, I mean, there are going to be some, quote-unquote, civilians at the end of this. But we know those people in that satellite outpost were not civilians quote unquote or they, right. were, they weren't working yeah. on points those were all saviors I mean, that were there and the jesus and the jesus thing i think for him he had to prove that he was right like if so he was wrong about the one when him and tara got into that argument mm-hmm. and and yes it was probably i mean he even admits like when they go to do it again that look i could be wrong but i mean it was cl- they were clearly i mean it was one dude and and there was like a hundred of them so or what with 30 of them whatever um, and then when the rest of, I mean, they were clearly outnumbered and they clearly had no, had no recourse. So from the surrendering side, they had nothing to lose. Like if the, I mean, it was certain death if they tried to open fire because they would have been, they would have been annihilated. The best hope right. they had would be to surrender. And it proved, I think it was important for, for Jesus to, Jesus to prove to Tara that, look, we can be civilized. We can win without massacring. Mm-hmm. Like it is possible and each situation is going to be different. Like, you know, with 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 Aaron and, and all of them in their group, I mean, those people were true believers, right? Like th- that, right. that group, they were armed. They were ready. They had somebody leading them that was, you know, rallying to the to the cause. And that's a little bit different. And, and again, those people were on the perimeter. Those weren't, you know, the poor schmucks that were on the inside. So right. I, I think it I mean, we see that in war all the time. I mean, some battles, you mm-hmm. you know, people get wiped out all the time and then. You know, in other well, battles, you, the, the, to, you know, they're marching to Bataan. I mean, it's, right. It's, but that's <laughs> the scary dilemma is that and I, they go through it now with uh, when we we're going having problems with Iraq and, our, you know, like you don't know who is the end, you know, the people that are not involved in it or you don't know who is in it and who is not. And it's like, can you afford to take a chance on that can you like when they when they were like when he said don't shoot when jesus said don't shoot 
until they shoot first. And the woman had a valid point when she said, that means someone else dies. Right. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and I like the dilemma of that where it's true. Like, why is it worth one of us dying because they made that choice to be part of that army that comes with the war. Like that just comes with it. Like if you choose to be on that side. um, And, and even if they decided to say, okay, we'll go in and wipe them out, then they're going to have to go in, clear it room to room. And right. somebody's going to get killed anyway because it's it's unlikely that they would be able to just you well, know, take that you by force. Well, unless you said Letty James in there and then – Well, yeah. You well, know. Two, now, two, two, two things. Two, yeah. two yeah. things. Like, this is like their D-Day. When the Allied forces stormed the beaches at Normandy, it wasn't take prisoners. It was you go, we storm, you kill, you wipe out, we go yeah, through but- to we're on the other side of this beach. That was the plan. You don't stop to take prisoners. That's they, called war. This isn't like it's uh, been ongoing. Man, that's kind time. of a false equivalency, is, though. There weren't, yeah, but this is there weren't civilians. There weren't civilians on the beaches of Normandy. You know, right. You know, if making a saying, well, 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 civilian. Is they took their own choice to put their lives in the hands of a madman with a bat, and that's what they get for showing loyalty to that idiot. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes well, people... Well, use, use an example from the show itself. Do you think all the people they killed in their sleep at that one uh, Savior's Post? Right. The first time they went all, to the satellite, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they... Did they, yeah, they weren't all dead. Say, hey, are you a savior or are you a civilian? No, they killed no. them all Stabbed them in their eye no. as they slept. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, yeah. pretty yeah. badass. Me, but I mean, I like... But I, I gotta say, though, I like... I mean, look at the conversation we get out of this. I mean, I know people didn't like it, and I, I understand. I, I'm not even arguing against it. But I kind of like the by not sitting there and expl- I mean, like they don't know. Like they, even though they're calling it a war, right? They're not army people. Like these are not soldiers, really. I mean, these are people that survived terrible situations and lived long enough that they're here. But they're not really trained. All these people are not really trained soldiers that are prepared for war like this. Like they're still trying. to to figure shit out, right? Daryl, you mean, you, you're, you're saying, uh, you know, look at the conversation we're having, and I agree with you. My mm. problem, my problem, because the details we're getting into are details. They're the kind of things that us nitpicking them, which is what we're doing because it's a podcast. That's the kind of thing you'll get called out for on the iTunes reviews for like going too far into nitpicking. But the things that we're specifically talking about is one scene. It's the scene of Jesus making a consideration of like, should we kill these people or should we, hey, mm. let's let's actually take prisoners. There's still, you know. 35 37 40 minutes of this other rest of this episode that i just did not care for i like well, that I, I do i do like that scene with jesus yeah. where he, you know he opens the door and it's like and then there's that conversation of yeah one bullet not shot you know with somebody else mm. all that that's that's good that's what i would have liked more because it actually builds tension it gives and it gives you characters to work with but most of this episode is just everyone's running around no one's really saying much. It's not that it matter of me needing exactly exact detail. I don't need to be spoon fed for me. That's not the problem I have. It's just there's no suspense here. It's just boring to watch. And I don't. I'm surprised. I was surprised by how labored everything felt by just sitting here thinking, okay, here's another scene where a bunch of people run into a room and shoot people. It's like, okay, that's 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 nice, I guess, if that's what you wanted. But that's not the show I'm here for. And it's, so it's like I don't it's know. not. I, I... I did not have that issue. Like I, I watched it twice. I watched the episode twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And I, and I just didn't feel that way. Like I, and I, even in my head, I thought I could see people not liking this because this is a straight up, uh, they're, they're just fighting. Like there's, there's not really 
a narrative going on in this besides the, what we just talked about where they have to figure out what, what they're going to be. You know, each, each of them wants to do something different. Like, you know, like Jesus wants to win people over to their side. Right. And, and the rest are like, we just kill them right now. Um, and then you have um, the, the, the King every time he says, nobody dies or some nonsense like that you know what's coming you know like there are going to be casualties in this thing right and there's going to be somebody that's going to affect him if it's not him that gets killed but i i like i did i kind of i didn't have that issue like it didn't feel like it took long it was a long episode for me like it was it was just constant fighting but i felt the tiredness of it like like there was nothing fun about this there was no superhero fighting in this. I agree with that. There's nothing fun about this. (laughs) Right, but I mean, that's the point. That's what I mean. For me, that was the point. Like, there's not supposed to be. Well, yeah, I mean... It shouldn't look fun. It shouldn't look like No, it shouldn't look fun, but even the... But the brutality of it, it just... It just registers as mute to me because there's, there's no... Beyond the we'll get Negan eventually objective, there's nothing here for me to really follow with. Along besides, I hope this person that I somewhat care about doesn't die. Like you know, the main characters, the rest of it's mm-hmm. just like we're all we're shooting a lot of bullets. I don't have any kind of place on how many bullets everyone has, but certainly shooting a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> you weren't counting or anything, were you? <laughs> but, well, no, but it's like... That would be a nitpicky it, thing to do if you were counting like, them. Bull- yeah. It seems like bullets are a thing that are a precious commodity in the apocalypse, so it's like, they're shooting a lot of bullets, but Eugene's regardless got that of covered. that, Eugene's it's got just, it. there's no sense that there was no sense of rhythm to it for me. It just kind of, it happened. And it just, eventually it ends. And nope. there are some results, I guess, and again, I have to wait till the next episode to see where things are leading, but it just... It feels like a weird piece uh, as, as a, a part of a greater whole that I so far I'm not enjoying how it's all connecting. Well, let's just you know get into it. It shouldn't take too long to get through okay. this because really, like I said, there wasn't, right. wasn't much dialogue. There was just a lot of action. So I'll read uh, Brandon's nice recap right here, and we'll just we'll just jump right into it. So from the darkness, Rick fades into the screen. He's in the woods with Daryl, and I guess this is where we see like just the headshots. You see a little headshot of of Rick, and then it kind of fades to Daryl. Then we see King Ezekiel awakens among smoke. And Carol does the same, and, and you just they're kind of they're out of it a little bit. They're a little phased. I guess it was a smoke bomb that went, you know, like a flashbang or something that went off, or maybe it was mm-hmm. a real grenade. I don't know. Somewhere else, Jesus stands with Tara and Morgan in the woods. Again, we see their face or their headshots as well. And we this book ends to the end of the episode where we kind of see them where they where they kind of ended up at the end. They're ready to go, and it shows as is Aaron. So I guess we see Aaron's face as well. A new group is preparing weapons. Again, this is one of the Savior's outposts. A woman orders a man to move faster. He won't, so she orders a man named Huck to take his place. He's sent to pick up a cooler and start packing and drops the keys and tosses him. Like, maybe that guy is one of the civilians, quote-unquote, or one of the guys working for points. I don't know. But it seems like, you know, he was taking a lot of crap from that girl. She, Mm -hmm. She takes out a radio and calls for little Roy to no response. She reveals herself, um... Actually, she as she reaches out to somebody else as well, no one's responding. Little Roy or J-Top, actually. She says her name is Maury. Um, J-Top was the other lookout that didn't respond. Only Todd responds, and she orders him to lock the stairwell. He's like, why? And then as soon as he says that, <laughs> Rick's army of, of, of corrugated steel cars comes crashing into the location. Everyone gets out and starts shooting. So... I guess again, this is this is the strategy I picked up that that little Roy and J Top were the outposts lookouts and they weren't responding, so they were taken out. 
obviously. And then let's agree to uh, never say those names out loud again. <laughs> Little Roy and J Top, come on, man, that's it. I kind of like that. Well, it's now is Little Roy. Is there a Big Roy? Is that why? Like Fat Tony, or was it Fat Nick, or whatever it was? What's the, yeah, what's the one yeah. that got killled? What was it? Was it? Um, I think Fat it was Joey. Fat Tony. Joey. No, Joey. Fat Joey. Joey. Was. Joey. Yeah, Fat Joey. 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 <laughs> so I take notes, guys. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. So Rick's army of cars come crashing. Everyone gets out and starts shooting. And this is this is the group led by I guess ostensibly led by Aaron, pretty much. This is this is this is his group. Right. And I love how they blended the hilltop people with the Alexandria people and the kingdom people like they were all in these mixed teams which is pretty mm-hmm. neat you had a little, little bit of everybody in all these teams it's a great big melting pot some would say <laughs> <laughs> it's good though and then the credits all in the same gang yeah What's Jesus that? Jesus Morgan Tara and Diane prepare for a raid on the satellite location Jesus insists if a gun fires that they won't get in they have to get these lookouts out of the way quietly Jesus tells her to ensure no one gets a chance to do that. Hilltoppers offer to help Morgan, but he insists, it's okay. I got this. I don't die. I don't die. I don't <laughs> die. <laughs> Carol rises up on the street with her gun beside her. Again, she's still kind of shaking off that grenade. We don't really know what happened here. We just jumped into the, the middle no, of we this. Saw, we saw, it was the end of last week, where like the last week's episode, yeah. they came out for the guy, and he threw right. it. There's, there's a guy, and they threw his grenade, and then the smoke goes off, and then it... Then it cuts to the what's going on at the compound. So we don't we didn't see what happened to Carol right. and Ezekiel's group. I would like, oh. wish though they did a Michael Bay moment where they get up and then the the, the camera goes the around, camera goes around, and then they, and then the the uh, the king says it's getting real, and then they just, <laughs> then they just cut it. I love that. That'd be hilarious to me. But go ahead. So walkers are approaching the group. He pulls his sword. What does he say? The damned are among us, or something. The damned are among us. Uh, and this is some amazing little fight moves. I mean, Jerry is a badass with that axe. First of all, okay. He yeah, just Jerry's getting down. Jerry's Jerry getting is, down and he's like, protect the king, and he's got the axe, and he's going after these 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 walkers, and and the yeah. king is the not king so said bad with his sword. Yourself. Yeah, yeah, he said protect yourself. Because the king got this. He's good with that sword, man. He's putting right. it right through the jaw. I mean, he, he was no joke. Yeah. He had that little that little look. He almost, I don't know if you guys caught this, he almost looked at the camera. Like, he was like, yeah. he was a millimeter yeah. away from looking at the camera. Like, we always joke about, like, you know, like, strands and look at the camera or something like that. Like, you know? I got this. But, like, I got this. <laughs> he, was, he was so close looking at the camera. It's not even funny. This, this for you, Ma. This you, for don't, you. <laughs> you, don't be, you don't become the king because you're okay at fighting. All right. All right. So Carol's worried that their ambush will be ruined if the, if the man that they you know whatever that got away warns the outpost before they get there. The Bezekiel gives orders, sending a man back to the kingdom. Says if there's trouble, to unleash Shiva from her cage. They now march forward to the compound and to certain victories. They figure out that the compound is north. They're going to march north. They're going to find this guy. They're going to win. The king is very certain about that. Trust oh, the yeah. king. He even says it. Trust the king. Trust the king. <laughs> this just this kicks off their whole plot where it's like there's 20 of these guys looking for one guy, and I don't know why. I don't know what this gains them. Well, he he. I mean, again, he's the lookout, right? I mean, and if the lookout gets back he, to warn like, the outpost, the outpost will be expecting them, right? I mean, that's yeah. But it's like putting a sledgehammer to kill like you know an ant. It's just like like why 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 do we need all of this force to get this one guy? What what's it gonna what problem is it gonna cause? Yeah. Well, aren't they kept... working their, well, they're well, working their way to that post anyway, though? They're working their way there anyway. But they're counting well, they... on surprise, I guess, is what they're trying to say. Right, like if, right. if they, if they right. come in exactly. and announce that their whole plan is going to be thrown out, it's going to be a problem. It's right. the kind of, it's, it, 
it felt narratively confusing. I'll say it that way. It's not that I need like it's not like Ezekiel needs to look at the camera and tell me this is you know here's A, B, and C of our plan. <laughs> but it's just like in the context of this episode, I'm like, all right, I get you need to kill this one guy, and it seems like you're just sending all of these people to get this one guy. I'm not getting the sense of like what the greater issue is of like we need to also go to this place. It's just like. It just feels to me. It's just like I'm looking at a bunch of overkill to keep these right. characters occupied. I have a question though about this sequence and, and whatnot, and that is now with the different groups on Rick's side. I mean, these are several communities that have come together and are now doing this assault. Now we are the are the Rick side doesn't have like a standard uniform. The Savior side doesn't have like a standard uniform. That tiger is not going to know everybody on the side. How is it able to distinguish who is the enemy and who is not when yeah. it just jumps out? Jump toad. I, there's a little movie called uh, The Book that I believe yeah. uh, shows how intelligent <laughs> tigers are. Exactly. <laughs> bear, Allow me to direct to the, the, the law of dramatic convenience. Yes, I guess. Yes. Because th- th- Listen, th- th- let me tell you something. If you believe that the tiger, even if they did <laughs> do the sniff test would only choose the people that he were familiar with in a fight after he's already tasted blood and, and, and killed a bunch of people already. Right. He would be bloodlust. This is listen, this is a magical tiger. There's there's a little phrase I like to refer to called Tigris a machina. Uh, right. Tigris <laughs> <Christ. laughs> right. The search I mean, tiger just now, perhaps. Even when remember, even when Carol was introduced, you know, when, to the to the kingdom and all that, and with the tiger, and she, there's all, like there's almost a wink of it. I don't know why this thing doesn't kill everybody. Like it's almost like we just trust Shiva. Shiva doesn't kill us. Like that's kind of tiger kind. Okay. Yeah, that's just kind of the deal. I mean, it's, it's, with this universe. You just have to kind of accept it. If you're not, you're not going to get this at all. You're I guess it would it make all. a little bit of sense because I mean, I don't know how much you can train tigers. I guess you can quite a bit. Those guys in, in Las Vegas. Can do. you all stock? I want to yeah, hear that. That I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, it worked, it worked out real well for them. Once but, you but, get but, that uh, blood, right. but but uh, once it was Siegfried and Roy, wasn't it? Siegfried and Roy, right? Right. He got right. bit by his own tiger. But besides that, let's just put that aside for a minute. If Ezekiel hey, just like pointed or, or made a gesture at the intended target, would that make you feel a little bit better? Like, okay, so she was trained that. Okay, wherever my master points, that's who I eat. Like, I'm even just that saying that work, I'd right. like a little bit of realism in my right. zombie show. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> then the tiger is killing man. everybody. Then she was killing everybody. I, I, <laughs> your, your face is going to be so red with the deleted scenes of the Walking Dead season eight show. Right. Ezekiel throwing up a cloth of a savior and saying, "Sniff right. this, girl, sniff this girl." <laughs> <laughs> <and she just laughs> <runs out. laughs> it slowed down the whole episode. They had to take it out. Deleted like, scenes yeah. on yeah. the cutting room floor. <laughs> Oh, man. So uh, at the other savior outpost, Aaron Scott, Tobin, and others lay down gunfire, and they spread out. So this is mostly an Alexandria crew, it seems like, at the um, at Aaron's, Aaron's uh, intended target. Meanwhile, yeah, Rick, and Darryl, so. yeah, Rick, Darryl, and others take out saviors from a distance before raiding another compound. They're here to find guns. Right. Aaron's shootout continues. Eric is unleashing bullets. I saw a lot of face shots of Eric, man. I was getting a little worried. In fact, my girl was sitting next to me. She goes, something's going to happen to him. 
Something's gonna happen. They look like because you never really see a lot of Eric. You know what I mean? Right. After they showed the third or fourth close up of his face, I'm like, all right, so you know, she's like, she she's pretty perceptive. She's like, yeah, something's gonna happen to him. I go, you're probably right. Oh, I was sure he was gonna die. <laughs> he hasn't died yet. He only took a bullet to the gut. That could be survival. True. To, to speak to Jim's point um, about the show sledgehammering you over with meaning. Um, it's true, and that's something that's always been evident on The Walking Dead. And I'd like, to, I would have liked to think that season eight would kind of get it through their skull that, like, hey, we don't necessarily need to. It's weird how the show wants to play so fast and loose with like with subtlety, because like last week's like, let me show you glimpses of a possible future or dreams, but also let's have the most obvious subtext possible. Let's have text on the screen, and that's what it felt like this week again, where it's like, there's a lot of shots of Eric. Pretty sure it's gonna get shot. <laughs> You're right. Or, and later on with the Rick stuff, where it's like, I just. We talk. We talk. Generally, I like the way the show's made. Like, I think it looks really good. But direction's not always, you know, just clarity. Direction's also what you're not showing and what you can help, you know, the viewer just kind of infer for themselves. And this episode's not doing itself any favors by how just, just very obvious it makes everything. It's just the staging just feels so like, yep. Let's. Uh, there's no. There's no. T- I mean, that's what I was saying about no tension. There's no real surprise in this episode. It's just, yep, there's another scene of this. Like, that's part of my issue with it, where right. it's like, I don't, there's no buildup for me to really appreciate the developments. Like, if you want to show me this stage in the story, I'm cool with that. There's a way to make this work. Uh, but exactly. the way it's being handled for me is just like, I'm really failing to, you know, to get in on the kind of the drama that's going on around us. So, I mean, um, how do I put this? I, I don't know if I said this before. It's very refreshing not to have the time jumping, though. Like, that was very yeah, distracting man. last week. Like, this oh, yeah. is. I'm glad that was not here. That right. Like, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to just get that off my chest, first of all. It felt good. I mean, I know you have some problems with this episode, Aaron. I definitely hear that. But it's like, it seems like it just was easier to follow without all that crazy time jumping that happened. Uh, I mean, Last took week. it out because of like, this didn't work last week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Eric is unleashing bullets. Maury insists her people make an opening. Maury is with the savior on the inside, uh, the leader. At the satellite station, Morgan bangs on the fence to attract walkers. And uh, who is it? Somebody put a, a tweet out there. I think it was, was it you, Chubb? That was you put a funny tweet out there about Morgan doing this, or somebody did. Like, why did they oh, no, bite his fingers Aaron. off? That was, my oh, was you, Aaron? Okay, yeah, yeah, right, right. Like, why did they bite his fingers off or something? Is that what you said? Like. Uh, it's so uncommon on my tweet. My tweet was just Morgan rattles some fences. But, oh, okay, uh, okay, gotcha. All right, and I thought I saw so, one that was like, "Why don't they bite his fingers?" But he was like just banging with the palm of his hand against the the chain link fence, and it was so, pretty cool. Yeah, mine was on this week's The Walking Dead. Ricky reunites with an old friend. King Ezekiel teaches Carol to smile while Jesus saves. That was mine. That okay. That was pretty good too, actually. So uh, two saviors head over to investigate, and these are the quote unquote lookouts that they need to take out quietly. And uh, Diane hits them both, and I don't. She must be a really quick shot because it was like one arrow and then the other, both headshots had to be at least fifty yards away simultaneously. Like that was, that was pretty intense. Uh, I mean, I don't think, I don't think even Daryl could do as good as that. Like, that was pretty good. Let's just remember: thousands of rounds of ammunition were spent on the saviors this week, but the arrows landed with precision. That's that's how. <laughs> <No>. it <works. laughs> Tara, Jesus, and Morgan venture inside. They use silenced pistols. And again, this is the exact same compound we were in before. They use silenced pistols to put down the saviors. Diane whistles and the rest of the group, you know, comes in. And they're so, like, military at this point. They're using hand gestures. They they have they have pre, like, they have little groups even within their group. Like, Morgan's got his group and, you know, Jesus and Tara together. And then, you know, uh, Diane has her little group. Like, it's they're so organized. They know exactly where they're going. Obviously, they've been to this compound before, so they know the layout. But I just, mm-hmm. I just love watching this. The music 
kind of ramped up a bit here. It was real intense. I, I love this stuff. I'm sorry. I can watch. I can watch this. No problem. This is fine for me. Morgan's small group uh, posts up outside a door, and they're kind of all waiting for the signal. He's accompanied by a nervous hilltopper. I wonder if that's his name in the credits. Nervous hilltopper. It, it's it's Dean. It's Dean. I wrote Thank it. you. I wrote it down. It's Dean. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Nervous. He was shaking. He got the shakes. So Rick looks at a map, uh, which should be leading him to guns. Daryl hasn't found anything. He starts kicking a door to another room. I guess they're going to go upstairs. They, all these things were laid out by Dwight. You can see Dwight's handwriting on these little pieces of paper. And uh, apparently he thought there was a cache of guns at this church or wherever they were. But they, they had a hard time finding them. At the Savior Outpost, it appears that Alexandrians are winning. Maury orders, orders her men to push the survivors back because they're, these guys are too scared to move in. Like, Aaron is just sitting there and his group unloading bullets, but they're not moving in on them. They're just kind of holding the line, but with a strategy we didn't know about yet. Scott tells them they have people coming to their right. Aaron orders everyone to stay put and pin them. Says He says, it takes care of itself. That's the plan. There's your exposition, guys. You got one little mm-hmm. half sentence there. Yep. In the satellite station, Eduardo is ordering the group to hold. Tobin back to his group, is ordered to move in. Eric wants to go in place of Tobin. Scott offers to cover him. Aaron wanted him to stand down, but he doesn't. Morgan is holding, back to his group, Morgan is holding everyone. Jesus drops his hold signal, and the raid sees survivors dying in their bedrooms. Pretty cool. Eric is moving in. He's aggressively shooting. Back to Morgan again. The door opens. Saviors come running around the corner and shoot all three men, including, it appears to be Morgan, although... Again, he must be a cyborg at this point. I mean, I don't know. He didn't seem I to be injured he when he got up. Chest plate. Oh, was oh, that yeah. what happened? Yeah, yeah, he had the chest plate. Yeah, yeah, oh. the chest plate. Probably, yeah. I didn't realize that BMX stuff when... was like bulletproof. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Uh, all, all BMX <laughs> equipment's bulletproof. It's a little bit It's totally rad. Jim, ever... What were you saying, Jim? <laughs> you never hear about BMX people gunned down to death in gunfights. <laughs> exactly. When he wakes up, was it just me, or did it seem like a little bit of Terminator music there? Oh, there was. Oh, there was, for sure. Okay. I almost tweeted out, is is uh, is Morgan the Terminator? But I didn't want to tweet a spoiler. But I was like, <laughs> so he's the Terminator now? It's funny because like, I, I, like, I watched all uh, – my girlfriend and I, we just watched all of uh, Stranger Things Season 2 this weekend, which is set in 84 when Terminator came out. There's a lot of James Cameron in, in Season 2 of Stranger Things. Yes. And there's definitely th- – th- that score also oh, has some that. kind of Terminator beats in it. Yeah, Brad, Brad oh, Fidel's yeah. score for Terminator. It, if you know it, you know it. And it, it does very query – He's going for it a bit in this episode. I definitely heard it. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, nothing wrong with nothing that. Wrong with any, any, any of what you just said, I have nothing wrong with at all. It's perfectly fine with me. Daryl tosses his crossbow into a ventilation shaft. Rick and Morgan go through it. How is that? Rick and Morgan? How is that possible? They're not even together. Um, I guess it's Rick and Daryl. Sorry about that. A little mistake yeah. there. They're on the last floor. Daryl doesn't believe Dwight's note to have been accurate. Yeah, he's like, he's a lying piece of or something he says, right? He still doesn't he's, believe he's Dwight. Been, he's been right so far. Oh, that's what Rick said, yeah. <laughs> he's been on the money. Uh, Rick suggests splitting up to search for the guns. At the station, Jesus and Tara move to another room together. They find a man begging for mercy. He has peed himself. My name's Dean, he said, insisting he's not one of them. Jesus wants to deal with the guy instead of Tara killing him. Uh, Tara heads back to the gunfire outside the door. She learns she learns Morgan is missing. 
Diane tells them to stay put and plans to signal them when it's clear. So again, we already discussed the whole... Yeah, we've already been through that with the whole discussion between Jesus and Tara and saving the life and executing him and all that. Tara interrogates the man. He says, I'm just a worker, he said. He was brought here from the sanctuary and forced to leave his family, so he's pretending to be one of those points people or the civilians. Jesus doesn't want to shoot him. Tara questions the man and wants him dead. Jesus knows she is more, she's here to get, re, uh, Jesus knows she is here to get revenge for Denise. Um, let's see, a gunshot gets her attention. <laughs> Finally, we're getting that, getting that vengeance back in here just in time. We all remember that one, right? Yeah, we all she, remember how yeah, vital Denise in, was to the plot. Back in season six, <laughs> she took an arrow to the eye, right? Yeah, that was a whole season ago. He is confident uh, he can take them as hostages and escape. He takes aim at Tara, but Jesus gets the gun from him and frees himself. The man is on the ground, telling Jesus he won't do it. Jesus knocks him out and ties him up. He's almost like taunting Jesus to shoot him, but he doesn't. Just kind of cold cocks him he's, with the gun. He's like that one. Um, what's it? The um, the ter- one the one of the term the termites that was taunting uh, was it Tyrese back? Was it no? Was it? Tyrese? Oh yeah, the guy who's chewing oh. the gum and yeah, you're not gonna do it. You're not gonna was, kill was me. It, was that Tyrese or was it somebody else? It was. It was. was they were in that little cabin, and then the baby was there. And Judith was there, and yeah. You know, you know, the black guys on the show are all interchangeable. So you know, sometimes I think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it could have been T Dog, Oscar, T Dog, anyone of them, right? Yeah. T-Dog. <laughs> was it T Dog? Remember when T Dog was at the Terminator? He, he lasted that long. <laughs> remember that? Was, yeah, remember, remember when he drove that bus for those kids, man? <laughs> And, and it was for Gabriel's church. We found out, yeah, right? For Gabriel's church. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. We, we, we made that. We retconned that in. Okay, that, that's that's canon now, guys. Tara, they were, to- they were all on the way to a, a a theater production put on by Ezekiel, of course. <laughs> that's, even, that's actually pretty good. I thought they were going to go see a concert by Beth. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I know their principal, Michonne, read all the permission slips, so I mean, we'll <laughs> see what happens. And Madison was the guidance counselor, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tara wants him dead and questions Jesus uh, on Abraham, uh, Glenn, and Denise. So again, he's she's bringing up, look, <laughs> you know, these guys are killers. We got we got to get we got to kill these people back. But a radio calls for evac. Diane calls them out of the room, and they flee. Jesus leads them out, leaving Morgan behind with uh, two dead hilltoppers. Morgan sees the men in their final moments and slowly gets up Terminator-style, like you said. The combat gear saved him. Okay, so that's it. I guess that's what it was. He takes the men's guns and heads back into the station. Meanwhile... Aaron continues to exchange gunfire with the saviors at the outpost again. Dead saviors start to rise up as walkers. And this, this, this was the plan. This was the ultimate plan. To, I guess they weren't aiming for the head, but they didn't say that, right? They didn't say aim for the body, guys. They were, doing, they were taking body shots of these guys to kill them. So they would rise up again as walkers and attack the, um, the saviors. Maury realizes Alexandria doesn't have to move in and gets bit in her neck. Yep. They, so, <laughs> I... I guess that the heat of the moment, perhaps you forget that, you know, there are undead corpses in the world and that people would come back to life and this would happen. It, it's like, I like that. I like this plan so much that I'm annoyed how stupid they are about it still. Like, it's a good <laughs> idea. It's yeah. like, okay, they just pinned them back until that they're their dead ones came back and killed them themselves. Like, that's clever. It just relies entirely on nobody realizing that this would happen, which is, I guess, okay. Right. And that's another, I mean, that's another thing they play fast and loose with on this show. How fast it takes. Sometimes it takes a day. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it takes an hour. Sometimes it takes five minutes. Yeah. 
I think fear pushed it a little too much for those of you that watch it. Like, they, it, you're dead, and like five minutes later, you're back. Like that. We, this show kind of did like between I think thirty minutes and an hour. That kind of was the thing, or up to eight hours. Jenner said right back in the CDC. I don't know. He, he said he says he, Jenner himself says it varies. Yeah. Well, now recently, an actual scientific study they have uh, come to the conclusion that the human mind still will work for a little while after heart has died after the body has died hmm. so maybe it's just possible that some of them hung on to life in their brain a little longer than hmm. others before they I, I don't know Interesting. i mean it's as good a bullshit as anything else they've come up with that's right i i, I will say because i i think i said this on the uh, our fear of the walking dead episodes the much love fear of the walking dead episodes um that I, I did watch the first season again of this past um like in the past couple months so i i it, it, I was I was a remind. It did a good give a good reminder of Jenner's scientific analysis of the zombies as much as we got from that. But also, it did. It's a nice helpful reminder for what's coming up later in this episode. It's like, oh yeah, him, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so in the woods, Jerry takes out a walker. Uh, it's covered with a foreign substance. They don't know what it is. Oh, he Carol, crushed it. He crushed that walker. Like, oh, he just, was great. Head it too. <laughs> he is just such. He's a bull with that axe. I just. It's great seeing him fight. But Carol insists everyone be prepared for the saviors to be aware of their arrival. We shall be ready regardless, Ezekiel says. And again, she's trying to he's trying to calm her down. And she's like, what's about to happen? It's not just about a few walkers, Carol says. You know that, right? Ezekiel insists he knows, but questions whether he feels the supreme confidence or it is his job to convey such. He goes, fake it till you make it, baby. Yeah, that's perfect. That's- so so he <laughs> dropped he dropped his character for half a second, right? He only does it with her. He only will drop it with her. And he goes, fake it till you make it, baby. Uh, he, he wants that date after this this war is over. That's what he wants. <laughs> He's digging Carol still, huh? He, yeah. Yeah, he wants some of that. He wants some of that casserole. <laughs> and you know cookies. I mean. The cookies. He goes, I am king because I provided a light to guide my people forward in the darkness. There'll be no fantasies of failure this day. He, he's awesome. I could just watch the king all day, man. He's 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 good. Daniel calls them over to analyze some blood. Uh, Carol realizes they must have hit the man who attacked them and thus is moving slowly, so they found a blood trail. We move forward, Ezekiel says, as we move the very world forward. (laughs) Great. Daryl kicks through a door. He slowly and quietly closes behind him and moving through some office space. Inside, he finds a sandwich and handcuffs. But it looked like one of those like dog sandwiches he had to eat when he was in the cell, right? Oh, yeah. It was a good nostalgia fest for Daryl right then. Oh, man. <laughs> used to love, love chomping on those for when I was back, back when I was on Easy Street. Easy Street. Elsewhere, in the same building, Rick checks doorways and he walks down the hall. And that's like this, you know, that scene where he's kind of backlit and you see him walking through that hallway quietly. It's a cool shot. A very cool shot. And, and those of you that have surround sound, like you don't hear much, but you hear like bullets in the back speakers. Stuff's happening outside, but you don't really hear it on the inside. It's pretty cool. He comes to the bedroom. It's empty. Then another, just as he is... I didn't didn't write this. Then another, just as he is, attacked from behind. I guess that's the anti-Rick, right? The two exchange blows, and Rick's gun is kicked away. Still, he gets the upper hand and begins choking the man. Does like like a sleeper hold on him. The man insists there are no guns here, but Rick sees where he looked and concluded that's where the guns are. Um before he finishes the man off by choking him and then throwing him into the the the, the spike that was holding up whatever the the, the thing it's that was like, holding up the like, shelf 
how how quickly did you guys see? The, I guess it was after they broke the shelf down, so you could suddenly see the exposed hooks. But how quickly did you guys notice the hooks and think this is where this guy's going to go? I I, I didn't, didn't notice it. it at all until they threw him. No, I was I was staring at him the whole, like the whole, a long time when he well, was he was he kept choking him. It's like, well, he's got to do something else. And I'm like, oh, there's some hooks back there. That's yeah, that's that's gonna do and, it. And then that's he kind of looked at the hooks too. You see, like Andrew Lincoln, he kind of looked to the left. He saw the hooks, and then he like then he then he threw it. Like and then he went. Then he, uh, oh yeah, eventually he looked yeah. at him, but it's just the whole time they were standing there. I was like, yeah, someone's gonna go through a hook right now. It's probably not gonna be Rick. <laughs> but he even said the baby. What was the baby's name again? Gracie, I guess. Gracie. What it was. Gracie. So he, as he was running to that room, he said Gracie. He, he tried to say it or Grace or something like that. But Grace. Rick just heard guns, I guess, or whatever. He also had a tattoo of something like "God is Grace" or something. Yeah, or, on his chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah on, on his back it said "Definitely not Rick," which was really confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarro Rick. Bizarro Rick. Morgan marches through the compound and shoots down enemies. He remembers his conversation with Rick, where Rick promises he is sure they can beat the saviors. Again, this is that callback to that scene in the church. He runs out of ammo and one gun. Now he, this is this is where he's truly Terminator. He's got just two handguns, one in each hand. He's just taking out all these guys. I, mean, it, I love it. I could watch Morgan do this again all day, every day. He's not feeling any remorse anymore. He's basically in clear mode right now. He's not feeling anything. Like before, you saw him wince every time he had to take a guy out. Like now he's not. He's just mad now. Yeah. Right? It's I mean, fine. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I get it. It's just, all right. I get yeah. it. Like, he's, he's killing fools. He's doing his thing. Like, yeah. it's, Which, Lenny James is too awesome for me to not like this, but like, it's, yeah. I am hoping we get more beyond just, he's just now this, like, like this guy, like, looking forward what's to seeing him. What's your guys' take on Morgan? Because we've seen him be, you know, guy trying to survive to complete, you know, uh, almost catatonic to learning to be uh, samurai sensei. And now he's the Terminator. Like, and he had that one line where he just said, you know, no, we have to kill them all. That's what we're, that's what we're told. That's what we're supposed to do. Right. Do you think he's just, he's just broken? Like, he's just, like, I'm trying to find, like, the reason he went from thou shalt not kill to kill them all. Um, I, the, the issue I have with Morgan is similar to Carol, where, the show, it's not the actor's problem, but the show like right. suddenly needs them to be a certain way to kind of conflict with what they have been. And I don't think it's making the necessary connections to really make me suddenly buy. Like it, it laid out the pieces of like, well, this guy died and the son that the, the other guy, like these people died in his life and that makes him feel really bad. And so now he's, he's flipped that switch again and he's back to clear mode, but it's like, in the midst of so many other characters that we're following along with, it, I, it, it's just not, doing enough to have me get the Morgan story entirely. Like it just kind of, it feels like it's taking more or less of shortcuts to kind of get us there. It's like, you should get it right because this. And so now, now he's like that now. And until it does something else to give a more shape to it, it's just going to feel really kind of awkward of just seeing him being. I totally, mode. Um, I totally get what Russ is saying. Though. There seems to be a huge disconnect from his character arc before, which was, you know, like the more pacifist uh, Morgan to this, and it didn't really show 
yeah. or tell like what the transition was to flip the switch from one to another. I, just, I totally get what he's saying. It's like it it, pl- it laid down the planks, but it forgot to hit the nails in the board. So like the bridge is not very complete. <laughs> like that's that's the best metaphor I can come up with right now. So, right. Which was similar to like Carol when Carol like suddenly just stopped. Like she felt so bad about all the killing. Was like. Where did this suddenly come from? It just felt like we're, you know, a few scenes we're supposed to tell an entire tale of story around this. And it's just but at no. least the one thing I'll say about Carol. I mean, I agree, Aaron. I mean, we talked about that at the time that her transition to it felt this, sudden. Yeah, it was sudden. Mm-hmm. But at least with Carol, it, it was OK. I'm going to withdraw from everyone. Like my my answer to the way I'm feeling is I'm, I'm just going to take myself off the board and I'm just going to go do my own thing, and I'm going to live my own life, and I don't want to be involved in all this. The and thing it lasted with, long. It seemed to last yeah, long, too. Yeah, and the thing with Morgan was he, when he kind of went down that peaceful road, he didn't he didn't isolate himself. He still was in the middle of the group. And so that's I, I guess that's the part that well, with, is, is with just kind of Car- weird. With Carol – I w- we were annoyed to begin with when that happened, but then later on, like last season, it at least started to flesh out why. Like it gave us better reasons. And right. I think right. we're still in the the early part of this Morgan thing until it gives us the why, and that doesn't make it better. It's just I know they're going to have to do something with him. It's just not happened yet, and so it makes his yeah. character suffer as a result at, right yeah. at this point and, right now. And I, I can see we- like with Carol, the Glenn and Abraham thing would be enough, right? Like that would be enough to set somebody. To put her back. To put her back, yeah. And that, that I was okay with that. But Morgan, like, you can't use that excuse for Morgan because Morgan knew that, but yet he was still the way he was, you know, the pacifist. So well, it just, Mor- Yeah, Morgan, they're doing it. This will be, like, the fifth time he switched around. Yeah. He, that, start, he started, like, okay, yeah. then he went to clear mode, then he went back, <laughs> and now he's back again. That's that, that's four. I've counted four. Well, kind of so, like, if you, I, and plus, if you think about the sheer amount of people Carol killed at Terminus, she you counted know, like, them. I mean, she had a book going. You know, she she a, killed yeah. a bunch of people at Terminus. That was always my, like, in my mind, was the justification for her, you know, for that change, was that she had done so much, killed so many, like, living people, not just walkers. That that's. I don't think Morgan's going back, change. though. I, I, I think this is it for Morgan. I, like, even yeah. when they made the shot of of looking and he he's dead inside, like he almost like he had the dead eyes. He did actually right. Right on his yeah. face. Yeah. I, I kind of think this is it. I think that they're saying, you know, this is it for him. He's not going back to you, man. But he already did it. He quoted it last last uh, season, I think, when he was like, "Once I turn that switch, I don't think I'm coming back." Mm. When he was talking to Carol, like, I, right. I think that's it. Well, I'm I do. Gonna, I, I look yeah. forward to when they set Morgan on fire and his robotic corpse mounts from the grave and goes after him. <laughs> <laughs> Special effects by Stan Winston. Outside, Jesus leads everyone to the door and orders everyone to wait for the enemies to fire first. One man comes out and points a gun at the group. He's ordered to surrender and does just that. He orders more men out and they drop their guns. Tara tells Jesus that even if Maggie listens to him, Rick's going to listen to her. I'm telling on you. And these people will die. Right. <laughs> Morgan continues his pre- well I mean we already talked about this the surrendering we've already just kind of we hashed all that out beforehand yeah. uh, Morgan continues his pursuit of all these men with all these men I don't know what that means uh, shooting, well, he's, uh, just, he's shooting everybody he's right. yeah just yeah. killing everybody shooting, shooting them along the way and chasing others down okay he comes to some sunlight he has to adjust his eyes for a minute and this is mm-hmm. they, they do a little trick with you here I don't know if you guys caught this I, I caught it on the second rewatch 
the guy Jared, who's the dick that used to harass the the, the king yes. people, right? For yeah. a second, for a second, and, and this is from Morgan's point of view, he was still holding a rifle. Right. But that was from Morgan's point of view. And then when Morgan got up on him and they were looking at like the other people's point of view, he was disarmed. Did you guys mm-hmm. catch that? Like I don't know if if you mm-hmm. saw that or not. I don't that. Okay. I think they did this purposely so that again in Morgan's head this guy is still you know, he's still a threat. But in reality he was not holding a gun at all. He was just standing there. Mm-hmm. But what was he right. saying? He was like, "Oh, you got transferred here too." What was he trying to say? I, I didn't get that. Like, he yeah, was I talking think that to was Morgan, what he was right? You transferred yeah. over here, or like, what did yeah, that like, mean? Like, you know, transferred? Yeah, I'm coming here to kill you, man. Like, what, what do you mean transferred? I don't know. I didn't really understand that line from Jerry. What was the line? Sorry, what was I didn't line? get that line either. I, that was confusing. he said you got transferred. I, I thought you get transferred. Jared, the, the dick savior, is like, yeah, talking to Morgan. He's like, you got transferred here. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. I think he just thought Morgan was just some dude that was going there to work. Like he wasn't. He didn't realize what was really going on. Oh, okay. Because I, I, he remembered him from when he took a stick. Remember, he took Morgan's staff for a while when he was back with the Kingdom people, and he was ordered to give it back. Remember, and then I don't know. They're under attack. How does he think Morgan's there to work? Uh, yeah, maybe he doesn't say, recognize uh, it as Morgan. I mean, that's the way I took it. Oh, he, he, didn't he knew who that dude was because the staff, the whole thing with the staff. He was ordered to give it back to him. Remember that he didn't want to give the stick back. And then I don't know. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. with him and Morgan. I just don't. It was just a weird line. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Maybe I was checking my phone on the Dodger game when this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, check it out again, guys. I, I think I'm right. I think also he had that little weird shot of him holding the rifle. That was a little trick trickery there camera trickery yeah i want to check that out because that'd be kind of cool if that is what they did because i didn't yeah yeah that's because i i kind of thought the the awkwardness was he couldn't turn it off like more like morgan was such in that mode that he couldn't stop himself i'm a he, he was, and it was almost like he was saying and then when he when he was almost childlike when he said um isn't that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to kill them all, right? Like he was quoting Rick. Actually, he was actually quoting his words. Yeah, right? like, but yeah. It, but he said it like a child, almost. Like I'm just yeah, gonna like follow what a, I was told. Like, like I'm it's just a, gonna it do was a this. program. Yeah, like it's a program. Like I'm done. Like did, you know, like I, I was against this. I was trying to save myself from being you know from going too far. I'm done now. It's like I now it's like you wanted to do the war thing. I know it's the right thing to do. I'm not stopping. Like, no mercy now. I'm a Terminator. That's why. (laughs) I swear I will not kill anyone. (laughs) Morgan. Love it. I'll miss him. I'll miss him when he's gone. Oh, don't say it. Don't, don't. That, you yeah, know they're going to do it. Yet. You know they're going to do it. He's not yeah, dead yet. I mean, we all we all saw the sanctuary steel mill in the back too. So I mean, it's just a matter of time until they dip them in it's, slowly. It's <laughs> the foundry, right? Yeah, they're going to do it. That's, That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> he'll give us that thumbs up. The thumbs up as he goes. We know. I can keep doing this, guys. It's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> the references everybody knows. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, we and right here a commercial happened, but this is not just any ordinary commercial. We did see some pretty cool commercials though in, in this show but a very special one happened this is um a continuation of something that happened last week it's called hashtag red machete and aaron i'm i'm dying to hear your synopsis please because you're going to give it to us and give it to us whole so please take it away aaron well i mean <laughs> the I, I guess i was expecting a chapter two 
but it's really just more of the same one from last week. Like, so you can go to walk, you can go to the AMC website and you can see the whole thing right now. But I guess this, the strategy here is to just show you like 30 seconds or something of it. Right. Uh, so, but there are more chapters coming. So I guess the idea right now is that they're playing segments of it during the show but you can watch all two and a half minutes of it online. Regardless, this one opens with like the the, the, the machete smashes a head in half. He drops it on the ground. He gives it to the mom, um, and, then the, and he starts training the mom how to use the red machete. And so, like you see this montage of her getting better macheteing, and you see like we mentioned this last week, like the food supply is slowly going down. So you see that like they have to eventually either get supplies or move and so yeah it just kind of does more setting up with the the training of said machete um so we're seeing plenty of machete action that's for sure it's very you know it's 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 great to see obviously it's, it has a new sponsor talk you know hashtag taco bell of course so that that helps as well uh yeah, we, we the wish it was taco bell i don't think they were really sponsoring it though no, they? no taco bell was the sponsor this no time. are you serious yeah. i didn't catch that yes. yeah i was just gonna say yeah, yeah we got except a sponsor because the first one didn't have taco? a sponsor hold on the first no, this one, week no. this week this week it is presented by taco bell it made sure to, to list that in there and they're featuring that new like the chicken crispy chicken quesadillas right chubb Yep. <laughs> the, that said, when so when you go to the AMC website, you can scroll and see all the sh- they have all the shorts there. And on the on the um on the what's the border one called that we did so much on? Well, um, passage. Passage, hat type passage. Hashtag passage yeah. uh, you can see it, it says watch the Emmy nominated series Now the show the show proper was Emmy nominated, but Passage was Emmy nominated, right? Okay. That's, <laughs> that's great. My only question is have we gotten the Danny Trejo cameo yet? No. I mean he he's got an AMC cut. Breaking Bad. So he was in Breaking Bad. Tortuga, how, right? He was in Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's right. How can you? But how can you? How can you do a you know red machete without you know right. just, oh, some yeah. kind of obvious without thing, machete? You know. yeah. Machete. Uh, machete. That should be part of the journey. That's great. So listen, Aaron. Thanks as always. I, I'm so chuffed now to know that 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 it, living live Moss is the official uh, <laughs> Taco Bell is the official sponsor of of this web series. I feel I feel better now. It's actually good. Yeah. So, Chubb, did you have those crispy chicken quesadillas yet? Have you tried that or no? You haven't uh, haven't been there yet. No, I have not, and okay. I don't know that I will. Okay, I thought it was on your list. <laughs> Rick finds a kid's playroom and searches it. He sees a baby in the cradle with "quote Gracie" painted on the wall beside it. He looks at himself in the mirror as he breaks down, and this is that's some good acting. I mean, I, I felt his pain right there. He's like, "Oh my god, what did I just do? I just killed." This girl's father, which I guess could have been him, and you know we we talked about this earlier on, but then he sees himself in the mirror. And he looks like a just a cold blooded mess, a sweaty, bloody, cold blooded killer, and I don't think he likes what he sees. Yeah, well, Rick acts sad. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> in the woods, Carol comes upon some blood on a leaf. She guides the group down the man's trail. They come to find. Shiva eating him, which isn't exactly how it happened. Like the the, no. the 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 king said, "Wait a second. Like they were just about to get him. He goes, "Whoa, whoa, hold it, hold it. Save your ammunition." He says to Carol, and then mm-hmm. like he almost sensed Shiva's presence. You couldn't see him, see her, or hear her. They're but- playing it like that. Like he, like he, like he knew. Like they're in sync. Like you know, he's he man, he, and that's battle battle like cat. He, that's Cringer. But- or I thought it was Lionel. No, that's not well, the either cats. one. Yeah, it's either, not one. Either, right. one. It, either it's not, one. It's not Adrian Veidt in Barbaros? <laughs> well, you never know. 
The shootout at the outpost continues, and Alexandrian is shot besides Eric, or beside Eric, as are several others. He watches them die before continuing to shoot. He takes another vantage point as Aaron does the same. The saviors are moving up. Aaron fends some away from his bo- boyfriend. I guess boyfriend. He hops in a car and runs some saviors over. That was pretty cool. Like he saw them coming up. He got right. in the car real quick, put it in reverse, right. and just backed up over them. That was uh, a good pretty- angle. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you saw the angle like from his point of view through the windshield and the and the back uh, back window. Aaron gets to Eric and discovers he's been shot. It's, it's in the head, but it's not in the head. It's in the belly, actually. No, it's in the belly. I, yeah. I think this, this guy started falling off towards the end here. He started, yeah, I think he fell asleep for a minute. He fell asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. It says it's shot in the head and tries to rush him to safety. Okay, he's in the belly. The kingdom surrounds Ezekiel and Shiva in the woods. I guess the kingdom folks. He rallies the troops and insists they have uh, achieved certain victory. Jerry is holding the man's radio where we can hear, hey, Carson, we're on the move, taking active measures, a man says. The saviors know they are coming. So essentially, even though they got this guy, somehow they know that they're going to be attacked imminently and they're they're now on guard. Mm-hmm. All right. And Ezekiel calls out, indeed they do. Like he doesn't even care. No, no. Rick enters yet another room in search of guns. He comes upon a photo of a family. And again, he's still feeling a little, little shocked. He can see he's not he's not in full combat mode as he was a few moments ago. He's still a little messed up after killing that guy. A man enters the room. He has a gun drawn on Rick, and we see that it's Morales from season one. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> it works. <laughs> the look on Rick's face is priceless because it's such a and then it's like follow up dialogue because it's such a like. We recruited you to be the surprise guest this week. Right. I can't believe it. It's Aaron. It's just fan service. You know how all the fans have been clamoring for five years now. Where's where's more hashtag where's no, that's, right. that's why Jordan left this show. I'm aware. Like they kept not bringing him back. So here we are Jordan. <laughs> you know, I'm done. Up, I can't take up. this anymore. I'm done. That's it. You know. I'm taking my headphones. Right, and I'm throwing them against my computer. I'm done. Because you're around every week when he hosted this podcast. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I am out of here. And all over America, the sound of a million people crying out, who the hell's that guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Rick's like, I, I, I know you. I know you. I know Dude. you. Yeah, your name is Morales. <laughs> like, he, like he paused over it. Like he had to think about it for yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like script again. I don't remember his name. Well, he doesn't <laughs> watch the show, so it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that acting authentic, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I barely remember you, yeah. They did, to you. they did have a few oh. scenes. Like he's the one that actually introduced him. He called him Helicopter Boy or something like that. Like he Morales did it did bring him back. Like right? that was the one yeah, episode Guts is the episode where they're doing the most interacting. And yeah. it's like, all right. <laughs> now he's back. Great. Okay, can't yeah. wait. Can't wait to see what happened to him and his family. I'm sure his family like died horribly right. and Negan like got to him. Probably. Probably. You know, it's Stupid facts. We'll get to next mm. Yeah, now he's searching for some Szechuan sauce or something. I don't know. This is, he's, no, no. <laughs> now pickle <laughs> Carl. <laughs> so meanwhile, Daryl is deep in thought. Aaron is struggling with Eric. So this is this is the bookend. Now we see the uh, kind of the, the exact opposite of where we began. Everyone's kind of at the end of their journey. This episode, and actually, it looks like Aaron is doing CPR. It looks like he's doing like some thrusts. He's you know, doing something there, I guess, to keep Eric alive or whatever. I don't know. Still, I thought just like there was a weird thing. It looked like they were either riding a horse 
or or riding in a vehicle or something. I thought he was doing CPR. I thought he was like doing like he probably like, that's what he was doing. Like, but don't so leave slow. me, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was, was like slow. -mo. It was so slow, like it was slow mo. Either or it could have just been him still walking with him, like trying I to get him it, to the. I thought it was him still walking. I thought it looked like his shoulder. His arm it was might like be a... that. Oh, he was carrying yeah, Eric. Maybe yeah. okay. okay it's be. just that they're trying to make it seem like there's everything's in slow motion. It just looked weird. What I like. I like it is that the, the idea of this is to show you like the you know the state where everybody is and it's like everybody else is in like some actual like state of drama where like Ezekiel and, and um, Carol just they're just walking through the woods so it's like okay good, glad we got those slow mo shots of them walking quietly through the woods peacefully that's that's great Thanks so for I, I skipped over this Morales did actually have a line he goes uh, it's over Rick he said mm -hmm. uh, I call the saviors they're coming back or something like that so. Yeah, he did say they're coming back. He said, Where I called them there on their way back. <laughs> I killed them all. I, I killed them all. They're what? dead. <laughs> that's, a, I mean, that's what, like, I look forward to whatever happens next so we get more context. But again, don't you don't need to tell me exactly what's going on. But it's like, I don't know what that line means to me. It's like, so <laughs> is Negan not in, like, control of all the saviors? Are there, like, thousands of other saviors somewhere else? Like, they're, and they just, they, they range from being so intelligent to so dumb. So it's just all... It's all over the, the geography's all over the place too. It's like I don't know where anybody is really. Like I've I've been trying to give the show the benefit of the doubt as far as satellites are here that are actual satellites, whatever. Right. And the sanctuary's over here, and there's the woods and Alexandria and Hilltop. It's like okay, all these places exist, but it just there's no cohesion to any of this. There's it's no just, map. You don't see like okay, yeah, you, mm -mm. you don't really know. It's like where I say you in are. my review, like I, it feels like this is the first episode where I need a video game HUD like right here in the bottom corner so I can just get a sense of where everybody is. <laughs> He's your GTA style. Uh, what is it? The radar. Like, well, you can see exactly. where you are, right? Between characters. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, Simon's in the game, so it makes sense. Yeah, Trevor, right? Yeah, that's it. He is yeah, Trevor. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that brings an end to this episode. The damned. The damned. Um, before we get to our Buster ratings, a quick word from our sponsor. Um, Daryl, would you mind this week? Sure. Uh, if you're a fan of comics, and a, and, and a lot of us are, you can go to Discount Comic Book Services and you can order so many different comics. If you're a fan of Walking Dead, I think you are if you're listening to the show, you can get the that comic on discount if you want to catch up on the on the. Uh, previous uh uh stories with the walking dead every single issue of walking dead you can actually buy in trade uh and it's all discounted at uh in stock trades which is a sister site to uh, discount comic book services and you can just continue with the series as it goes um, about eight bucks a trade yeah they've been kind of great with that like you can, great. you can you can totally you can actually get like jump right into that world and yep. and not miss any of the story uh, if you want to, at Walking Dead. Today in the mail, I got uh, Chew Omnivore Volume 6, Walking Dead Trade 28, Saga Trade Number 7, and then the Justice League Adult Coloring Book for 50 bucks, which was a savings of $42. Wow. And that's, I mean, that's amazing. And you and, can. And even if you, do, just real quick, even if you mm -hmm. don't, uh, or don't roll with the comics, I'm noticing here on the site that these really cool uh, Walking Dead enamored different factions they have one of hilltop one of survivors one of the saviors and one of the kingdom the one of the kingdom has um sheba with a dagger in her mouth it looks like an old style like uh um like military thing they huh. also have a negan sweatshirt 
uh, with him uh, uh, dressed as Santa saying, have a smashing holiday. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at that right now. That's pretty cool. There's a, 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 Darryl, bucks for that. A, a, yeah. There's also a Daryl uh, 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 Funko Pop style uh, pop figure uh, that you can get. And then there's also a hyper detailed Daryl Dixon action figure here for it's $150, but it's like a cloth and le- actual cloth and leather clothes. And is it McFarlane? It's exactly once. Uh, no, it's a three zero. It's one of these like boutique uh, like oh, hot wow. toys. They make the really high end toys. I heard but that they're normal- going to have a, a Carl with a Public Enemy T shirt, a motocross bike, and a boombox. But uh, maybe that's just a rumor. <laughs> and, and removable eye patch. <laughs> you can't exactly. <laughs> but uh, it, it's you know that's fifty dollars off. And uh, you know uh, the coolest thing here though, they they took the um, the star print of Ezekiel's shirt in the comic, and they made it a pair of socks. The star pattern button-down shirt that Ezekiel, you know, always wears in the comics. Oh, that's pretty cool. They right. put that pattern on a pair of socks. So if you have a Walking Dead fan on your Christmas list, even if you're not into the comics, you can find great stuff at DCB service at a great price. This Daryl doll, you're right. It's 155 bucks. I mean, it's a 12-inch figure. It looks so real. It's like it's yeah, yeah, it's crafted very well. Yeah, it should for that price. I mean, it's like the like you said, the leather vest and the cotton shirt. Like that's, that's so wow. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. They should be having a Rick from Rick and Morty shrinking down actual Norman Reedus <laughs> and send it to you for that price for a figure. Uh, well, some people like those high-end action figures. You know? They do, they do, they do, and you can get and you know because Christmas is coming up, you can get a you can actually get a gift certificate, and uh, uh, you know if you don't know what the person that you you have in mind what they would want you can just get, hook them up with a gift certificate and they can at their leisure uh pick up their own stuff you know pick out what they yeah. want it's pretty easy it's pretty simple it's it's uh, you can look on the site and, and uh talk to people you can you can email them anytime and they'll get back to you right away uh they they move closer to the to uh one of the distributors so that they can kind of get the books out even faster so once they set that all up um, you know, they, they should be able to even move some of this stuff out even quicker than they than they usually used to. That's great. Well, thanks, guys, again, for talking about DCB Service. They make it possible for us to come to you each and every week that The Walking Dead is on, and uh, thank you very much for sharing that. So, time for our Buster ratings. Aaron, start with you, sir. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we should end with you, not start with you. Huh? Well, it's like I, I was so like, it's weird that we were coming off of fear where I actually liked the episodes of fear that we ended on, where this is like, well, why is this not better than that? But they're on different scales, I guess, because I know The Walking Dead could be doing better. And I appreciate that you guys like, some of you guys like this episode more than I did. I like, I, w- I would like to appreciate this more, but I don't. Like, I feel let's go, it's a rocky start so far. And I'll be happy to, if I watch this again, it'll probably make sense of the cohesive whole, but reviewing these episodes by episodes with the place I'm in, it's like a 2.5. Like, I didn't really enjoy this episode. It wasn't all that entertaining to watch. It felt wow. long. Like, I mean, I'm just there's not there's not much positive for me to say beyond a couple scenes. And, like, it looks nice because the show generally looks nice as far as some, you know, action and whatnot, even though there's not too much zombie action. It's like, you know, 2.5 busters. It's like, whatever. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, Russ? I'm I'm gonna give it a four. I I I liked it. I mean, I I like the action. I like the gunplay. I like I like again. It's moving in in a direction. And I you know the 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 two parts that I had the worst 
problems with were the like cinema verite they're trying to to pull off uh, in these episodes. And I, I, I don't under like this isn't auteur cinema. This is The Walking Dead. Like yeah. I don't know Artsy. why they keep <laughs> keep having to do this. You know, very artistic type of direction. Um, cause it, it just doesn't match the rest of the episode. Like it's just, it's just strange. The whole profile close-up stuff just seemed kind of nonsensical. Um, and then the bit with Rick in front of the baby, like it was just like, like you guys are saying it was so, it was pretty ham fisted, but, um, but I, I like, I like the action bits. I, I like the Ezekiel stuff. I, I, like I said, I just I like I think there there's things are going so swimmingly, uh, obviously, until the end of this episode that I think either in the next episode or the one after there's going to be like a hard fall um, or or oh, a serious, has to be. Of course. Yeah, a serious yeah. setback uh, that's that's about to, to hit. So um, so I'm, I'm digging it. I mean, I like I said, I, I know that, you know, there's there's something that's going to play out here that we're we're going to find out. I think not knowing all the pieces kind of helps. You know, everything's chaotic. I mean, it's chaotic on both sides of Negan's group and on Rick's group. And I think not having all of everything kind of, you know, dictated out and spelled out kind of adds to that to that chaos. So I stand by my four. Well said. Chubb. Well, I I just I got to give it a two. Um, oh, and it only gets those two because of the action. I love the action. Whoever ran the action was great, but the direction of this episode, the cinematography of it, the writing or lack thereof, it just, I don't know. I, I, I'm starting to suspect, you know how they say you put a bad apple into the bunch, it's going to ruin the whole bunch. I think that the fear of the walking dead has now infected our walking dead proper <laughs> and is dragging it down because this was something like I would expect out of fear of the walking dead, not the walking dead. Uh, just, it was all over the place. Too many questions, too many decisions being made that didn't make sense. Too many lines being spoken that I didn't quite grasp the context of. Um, so like, are you transferred? I still don't, get that whole thing but anyway uh yeah this you know i saw a lot of bad reviews for the season opener and i actually liked it pretty much but this one just besides the gunplay was kind of boring wow daryl uh i i enjoyed it i mean i thought it was uh a nice little you know, part one of a bigger part of this war. Like, I mean, it's just another, like, this is a dog day afternoon kind of thing. Like, they're going to be going through this for a while with these battles. And I, I just thought it was a nice, it, it kind of continued that, uh, you know, that kind of journey that they're going to be going through with this season. I, and I um, I like the stuff with Morgan. I like the, the questions that were raised with Jesus and, and Tara and how do we, deal with this like are we going to just go out and wipe them out are we gonna try to you know work some kind of kind of coalition together with these people that you can't really trust yet because you don't know who you know if they're really part of this group are they believers or are they you know people that were just put in a bad situation where they just didn't want to die um 
and I, you know, like so I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed what we're, we're, we're seeing so far, and um, and uh, I look forward to what comes next. Uh, so I, I got to stick with the three out of five. I, I'm still in. Okay, Jim. Jim Dietz. I'm with uh, I'm with Daryl. Uh, I give it a three out of five. On one hand, I like the action and like things were going on, but uh, you know, Russ makes an excellent point at a point in the story where we could really use some clear narrative uh, filmmaking. We're getting a lot of like you know very artistic takes that kind of take away from the clear storytelling that we could really use at this point where we have so many moving pieces flowing around. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I, I could see that kind of, that kind of take for, you know, a, 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 when there was a slower pace in the story or when they were trying to focus on one or two characters or whatever, something like that. But at this point when everything is, you know, all sitting in the fan, I think a clear narrative would be really, really helpful. Um, so on, on one hand, I really enjoyed the, the action of it all. On the other hand, I, I had some confusion or whatever with the, the scripting and with the, the things going on. So I give it a, it, it's kind of a wash for me. So I give it a three out of five. Okay. Well, you know me. I, I like <laughs> I like my action. I like my gunplay. Uh, there was really not much I had a problem with in this episode. I understood the strategy. I respected the strategy. Considering we were starved for so for this kind of action all of last season and even towards the end of season six, if we go back that far, um, I'm so pleased that we're going in this direction. That the, 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 the group, our group of survivors, is just this cohesive military unit. They've, they've blended very well with the other groups that they've met. They're taking action. There's an overall strategy. Again, Gimple said... I hate going back to the Talking Dead. I didn't watch the Talking Dead this week, but last week he said there's a four-part kind of arc, I guess. This is part two. This is part two of the of the great all-out war battle or the beginning of the all-out war battle. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with what happened. Yes, there were some problems, but... I'm fine with the action. I really am, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call back. Well, I'll give him a rating first, and I'm gonna question something. I give it a four point five. I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this kind of Walking Dead. I was driving home today, and on the radio, the DJ's like, "Hey guys, if you haven't watched it yet, no spoilers." But Shiva ate another savior last night on the Walking Dead. Like, like people are talking about like that's the kind of water cooler talk that I used to mention. Like, you know, I'm, hey, did you see I'm what glad, happened? I'm glad and, he know. avoided spoilers by saying the exact thing to spoil something. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. I was listening to uh, was it CBS 101.1 and uh, Broadway Billy's like, "Hey guys, and uh, yeah, if you didn't watch it last night," and I was like, "That's so cool." People were talking about it again. People like my friends that we mm-hmm. text each other back and forth, and you know they. They are talking about it again, so I like that. I'm going to question, though, your scale a little bit, guys, because Aaron jumped. I mean, we we had some pretty lame Alexandria-centric episodes back in Season 5 and Season 6, but nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened. We spent the whole episode as, in Alexandria, and you gave like a 3.75, a 4. As, as, like, as they recall, I liked the Alexandria episodes. I was, I was a cha- I was, I'm a fan of the... Of of that life and how it was working because it, it was something different. I, I think I think you even rated the governor bearded governor episodes more than than, than you're giving this right now. I no, really do. Were, no, no, I did not. Those uh, I'm, I'm a, don't make me break out the tape, man. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna have to go back. You and can. I also think I might not have been on one of those, but on one of them. <laughs> but regardless, those are the worst episodes the show's ever done. And you've right? said <laughs> that, but I think you rated it higher. That's, that's my point. I think you gave it a higher rate. I'm not. This is all for fun, obviously. It's not serious. Like you know, we're not voting the next you know whatever. But I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm fine with this. Kind of Walking Dead, at least for a while. We were so starved for it for so long that I'm just I'm happy to be back here. It feels good to be in this kind of place where our group is just is just 
on the offensive, and they're not they're not taking they're not taking any prisoners. Well, we did take some prisoners, but you know what I mean. Now, well, that's, I mean that's that's now, why people are talking about it. That's fair because it's not just it's just not just doused in sorrow like last season was. Right. It's, it's fun to talk about as opposed to like, wow, I got really emotionally depressed by The Walking Dead last night. Let me let me go to the walking <laughs> where get on it. Like, I get, there's always there's more incentive to be like, wasn't it cool when Rick shot that guy? Like that's more fun to talk about than wasn't it cool when Rick cried his damn eyes out because Carl almost lost his arm? Like it's like yeah, that's there's more fun to talk. But I mean, we haven't talked about the ratings of this season yet, but. Last season, the last week's episode, not rated high um, as far as the ratings were concerned. Yeah, giant drop from um, from previous seasons. Now I have a question for you, Craig. Yeah, go ahead. Now, if, if you're stranded in the desert, you're crawling through, you're dying of thirst. I mean, okay. you're on your last leg, and you come across some water. What is the smarter way to drink it? To take in a little at a time, start to refresh yourself, get your body back, and all that kind of stuff. Not just sit in front of it, your face an inch away from the fire hose and turning it on. And so that, yes, we were starved for action in a lot of those episodes you're talking about. But we didn't, I mean, this just was like way too much at once. And we got two more to go, apparently, like like this, according yeah. to Gimple. So we'll, we'll see. So I'll stand by it. I mean, I'm I'm fine with this kind of Walking Dead. I'm okay with the you know the more you know dialogue heavy episodes too. I mean, I you know, but I I just I think this is where our group needs to be right now, and I'm very I'm very fine with the way things are going. And like you said, it's going to come to a screeching halt because we know they're not going to continue like this all season. Something's going to happen. There'll be right. some tragedy. I, it, Someone's going to die. It's, it's all hurt. just gold. It's all Goldilocks to me. I mean, the porridge is too cold. The porridge is too hot. I need it to get right, just right. I, I, need, I need to get you know cool off. <laughs> yeah. I need to get a balance going. So it's not bearded governor. It's not this. It's something in between. Is that what you're trying to say? It's like it's, it's right there. You're I right. mean, you're talking about two extremes at this point. I mean, they, <laughs> bearded governor is. There's some really bad guys. <laughs> Brian sure. Maybe apply some like inflation to the ratings or something like to re- if you want to like get the correct buster numbers if you want to like go back to how we'd rate them now. But those episodes are not good. Those are those are those are <laughs> rough episodes. I I just I don't know. I think we have to be fair. But that's cool. It's all good. You, we're we're entitled to our numbers. It's all it's all fun. But who cares what we have to say? Because it really doesn't matter in the end. You the listeners, our listeners, have a chance to hear your own buster ratings read by the one and only Jim Dietz. All you have to do is go to our Facebook page, join a group. The page is called The Walking Dead TV Podcast. Hit join group, and you get to hear your very own busters read by Jim Dietz or Toby's if you listen to or watch The Fear of the Walking Dead. So, Jim. But why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Jay, would you take it away, please? Shout out to my compatriot and OG uh, Walking Dead podcaster, uh, Russ Latham. Tonight, my my whistle will be wet by a bottle of Shiner Ruby Redbird. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Uh, We got a 12-pack the other day. I could deal with it. I approve. Uh, Brent Brent Jones uh, chimes in. 4.5 Shiva snacks out of 5. Uh, fast-paced and fun. Great plan, keeping them pinned and using the dead as weapons. I know everyone will be excited Morales is back. <laughs> <laughs> but the dude went south from Atlanta toward Birmingham and somehow ended way north in D.C. <laughs> I'm going to 
there. And Eric got so much scream time, you knew he was just going to get hit. Yep. Um, DeRay Irvin also wrote in five. I sure hope Marvin Mouth McFadden of One Tree Hill slash Minkus from Boy Meets World is the only savior that survives out of five. Uh, this was a fantastic episode. The pace was good. And my heart literally sank when Rick saw baby Gracie in that room instead of the guns. I, too, will be interested to find out how Morales ended up with the saviors. Keep up the good work with the podcast, guys. Love listening every week. P.S. How is Jordan? He should make a podcast appearance soon. Uh, Jordan is swell and thriving and, and doing great in Austin, Texas yeah, right now. He's not Jordan from Jersey I'm, anymore. He's Jordan, Jordan from Austin, but uh, I stay in touch Jordan with him. I'm going yeah. – uh, I'm actually going back into the office in two weeks, uh, and I'm I'm staying for like three days. So I might uh, I haven't I haven't talked to him in a while. So the last time um, last time I didn't get a chance to meet with him. So uh, if I have lunch with him in the next couple of weeks, I will report back. And I've invited him for all the you know the like the big episodes like you know the season finales. I've definitely he just mm-hmm. wasn't caught up at the time. He did join us I think last season um, or end of season six. I think he came on yeah. for a minute or two. So. Um, yeah, but uh, if he's caught up, he's always welcome, hundred percent, definitely, oh, Jordan. Totally, but yeah, he's he's doing great. Um, Susan Monk, three babies for the Kingdom Orphanage out of five. Uh, so far, it seems that this season will be better binge than watch week to week. When Morgan makes up his mind, he doesn't waver. He's going to break again soon. OMG, Morales. <laughs> P.S. I noticed Red Machete is brought to us by Taco Bell. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Um, Mike Jones, 3.25 Big Baby Jesus out of 5. <laughs> this was only slightly better than the premiere. The saviors, again, are made to be pushovers and red shirts. It's not remotely believable that Rick's team is so much more prepared than Negan's team. No resolution to Gabriel last week. Cool points for Morales' return. P.S. Rick found a baby. More babies is just what this show needs. Not. Um, <laughs> I was going to... I was going to go with the you know, the uh, the Wayne uh, Wayne's World pronunciation there, but I thought that worked better. Uh, Matthew sure. Brown four four holy it's Morales's out of five. <laughs> okay, uh, Janet Broom four blast from the past out of five was not expecting Morales. Part of me is hoping his loyalty to the Saviors is more forced by circumstances rather than choice. But on the other hand, he wasn't on the show long enough to have an attachment to the character, so I you know don't really care. Uh, I love the use of Shiva and the increased action. Um, feeling conflicted about Jesus sparing the outpost saviors, but I noticed I understand some may not be really horrible people and could possibly switch loyalties. I really wish he hadn't stopped Morgan. Uh, that savior was an annoying jerk, and I wish he'd been the one eaten by Shiva. Yeah, I was pissed when he stomped on Maggie's uh, prenatal vitamins, man. Yeah. Not cool, dude. Dick, dick, oh, move. Yeah. dick move, totally. Uh, yes, Adam Fatah. Yeah, Adam Fatah wrote in. I will give this episode four out of five T-Dogs. I do like the action in Terminator Morgan. I honestly wish that Tara would have killed Pee-Pee Pants Savior. Then he could turn her gun on Jesus and kill him. <laughs> you, killed Jesus. you killed Jesus! Damn. Uh, wow! I, I don't remember our leaders, Rick Maggie and Ezekiel, discuss, discussing any capturing of prisoners in their plans. Uh, Ian Rousdell, uh, Rousdell, uh, I'm sorry, 4.25, welcome to the Morales show out of five, brilliant episode, all characters play their part excellently, I refuse to believe, even in this dire situation, the people are in, the people can turn killers to Bravo for keeping some sanity, keeping prisoners, Morales goes south, meets the fear of the walking dead and runs screaming away from the north <laughs> to D.C., 
crossover we are expecting. No. Oh, so it still could be Morales is what you're saying. Aha. Uh-huh. Yes, Interesting. So. Okay. Uh, Mary Cherpecchia, four out of five traditional busters. I'm ready for a Morgan Kingdom spinoff. The weakest part of the episode to me was the tension between Terry and Jesus. Hasn't this moral high ground conversation been done to death? Yes. I'm glad to, yes. I'm glad to see a lot of action, but after a half hour, it seemed like overkill. Hope everyone has a happy Halloween. Thanks, Mary. I appreciate that. Opinder saying, ha, 3.5, bust a cap in the ass out of five. Much better That's episode. Right. Action is what we should be seeing. It felt like all-out war. I hope this carries on next week. Glad we weren't involved in flash-forwards and flashbacks. All that nonsense last week had me thinking I was watching Lost again. Sure felt like Lost last week. Upwards and onwards. Uh, Roger Austin, four Tiger Malls out of five. Loved all the action. Letting the Walker strategy play out at one of the locations was pretty brilliant. And the head saver didn't realize it until it was too late for her. Where are the weapons Rick and Daryl were looking for? And will Dwight survive them questioning him? Oops. And what's the deal it, with food? I don't know. <laughs> and the airline food. <laughs> it's so terrible. And the portions are so small. Uh, maybe that meeting won't happen after all. Rick is a deep doo-doo and the saviors look to be turning the tide. A Rob Cook, four incredible archery skills out of five. Seriously. Taking those two outpost henchmen out like that was Robin Hood level archery. I know, right? Other than that, other than that a, sol- a solid bit of Monday Night Mayhem. Keep it coming. Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, 4.5. That savior misread his script. It's shitting pants, not pissy pants out of five. Another great episode. And again, it kept me on the edge of my seat. After a fairly average seventh season, we have finally been spoiled by the first two episodes of this season. I like how Morgan has totally flipped. And now wants to kill everything in sight. And I want our queen to abdicate the throne and King Ezekiel to rule over us here in the UK. Okay. Keep it coming, AMC. Can't wait till next week. And I finally, like great Sh- response to that. <laughs> <laughs> and Cheryl Morris Goodman finally uh, wrote in 4.25 improved episodes from last week out of five. I really enjoyed this week's, although I was puzzled by the geography and Jesus taking his namesake's ideals too seriously. I was anxious the whole time and liked that for a change of pace. And if you would like to be a part of our uh, Facebook group, that would be an excellent thing to do. It's the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group on Facebook. Not only would you get to chime in and give us your best ratings on each episode, but we link to Aaron Newhart's uh, erudite reviews of each and every episode of The Walking Dead. And plus, we have a lot of cool other links there. Um, we Live Entertainment is the new home for those reviews that Aaron's writing, by the way. Thank and you. I catch them, you're welcome, on the Facebook page. Uh, also, a lot of uh, other cool memes and pictures and things we find out from The Walking Dead. Um, interesting article about fa- has Father Gabriel betrayed the Walking Dead family? And yes, thank you for our listeners pointing out I was too slow to get out the Walking Dead cookbook. Somebody beat me to it. So. Jim, I was telling you for years, man. This could have been I, your, I didn't your have thing. the license. I didn't yeah. have the license. And this thing, know, and I read it. We could have done better. That's all I'm saying. We could have done better. You could have made the unofficial walking dead cookbook so i can still do that i mean right anyway like amc's not used to lawsuits or anything right yeah they won't yeah (laughs) we have uh we have 818 members and uh going strong so thanks and uh you know join the group and uh, chime in and uh, be part of the show jim as always thank you sir wouldn't be the same without you reading the busters we've we've tried it without you it's just it's not the same let's just put it that way so thank you for for reading those all right, folks. Any uh, any last thoughts before we close it out? I I pre- there there's a chance I could have give this a good a good 
like overall review score if I didn't laugh out loud when Morales came on screen. Like it just it was such a it was such a like nothing moment to me where it's like really like this is what we're doing now that it just it just completely took off like I don't even care anymore. Like it was like all right this episode's still going and this is their this is their trump card. They're like let's bring out Morales now. It just made me it, the only reaction I had was laughter. It wasn't like oh, it's Morales. It was just oh my god this is what we're okay fine let me. Go back to baseball. I'm done. <laughs> so that, that was the nail in the coffin, so to speak, for you. That was it. Yeah. Yes, it was. Oh, and uh, yeah, like we like we said earlier, he's going to get this dramatic backstory, and it's going to be like, yep, we're spending a lot of time with Morales, and not people we've been, you know, following for like six seasons. But whatever. Here we go. <laughs> All right. And if you know what the final thoughts, we'll uh, we'll just close it out and wait for next week. I guess part three of the uh, the All Out War continues. And you said this episode's called Carl Dies. Is that what you said last week, uh, Aaron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah they're really, they're really laying in the spoilers pretty thick. <laughs> it's called Monsters, actually. Monsters. Okay. Not the it, monsters, it, just monsters. It's just okay. monsters, yeah. It's, it's a weekly Halloween episode from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where can our listeners hear us or track us down when we're not talking about zombies? Uh, Aaron, what you been up to? What you been talking about and, and right. writing about as well? I, I've been talking about lots of monsters and other horror-related things actually over on the podcast Out Now with Aaron and Abe. My co-host Abe and I have been doing these special horror bonuses all month, which have been a lot of fun. Jim Dietz was just on our most recent one, uh, Horror Remakes. Um, and you can, we're, of course, talking all the weekly movie reviews. We have a review of Thor Ragnarok coming uh, next week because that's opening this week. And uh, yeah, nice. and you can find me, of course, Jim mentioned my reviews over on We Live Entertainment. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Excellent. Russ? Uh, same place you're getting this podcast, uh, HHWLOD. We've finally recorded an episode of It's All Connected. It's in the can, and it will probably release uh, as you hear this Wednesday Ew. or Thursday. Yeah, so we got caught up on some news, talked some Defenders, uh, and next week we'll have a uh, Thor Ragnarok episode as well. Um, and uh, you can also uh, listen to me with uh, my co-host on this show, Mr. Daryl Taylor, on uh, Gotham by Geeks, which is our Batman centric podcast, which is a lot of fun. Excellent, Chubb. Uh, yeah, um, the DC TV podcast with uh, Daryl and Jim. Uh, we just recorded one last night, and uh, you can catch me on Twitter at ChubbToad01. Daryl, uh, you can uh, catch me on uh, on Twitter, the Voice One Two Three. You can also. Uh, we're going through a lot of the covering all the uh, Star Trek Discovery uh, episodes, which is getting ready to go. We got two more to go, Woo-hoo! and then it goes in a, on hiatus. So you can go uh, check out, go check yourself. Uh, and we're having a lot of fun talking about that show. Uh, Last night's episode was pretty awesome. I'm watching it right oh, after this. As soon as this is edited and going up, I'm, I'm putting it in. Now you said yeah, hiatus. Wait a second. I'm paying for CBS, so I have to wait now an extra month or two for the show to come back. Well, they, you know, I'm but there's so the much other great content on CBS access, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The, pri- the price is right. Yeah. They always said they're going to do a break. They're, they're going hiatus, and they come uh, back in, in uh, January. That's the deal. That's the deal. Uh, so basically, you, sh- you basically should go trek yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suspend my account for a month. I think that's what I'm going to do. Do it. Oh, that's good. There sad. is some other good content there. Yeah. NCIS, NCIS New Orleans. I like New Orleans. Scorpion. Yeah. I know stuff you can get over it. the air for free. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I can't because I don't have cable. I just have streaming. So. By the way, Daryl, uh, it was so cool to see you on stage. Mo- America's most watched network. Yeah. That's right. It was cool to see you on stage at that uh, live event you did in New York City last week. Whoever was recording that, we got a pretty good snippet of you up there. That was uh, that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Actually, I guess it goes with the Nerdist. Um, I, I was a guest uh, on the Comic Book Club uh, podcast, which is on the Nerdist network. He yeah, represented, uh, represented well, sir. Up. Yeah, it's already yeah, it's up. up. Yeah, the episode is right. So you can you can hear the the whole interview. I had a good time. I had a, I had a really good time. They were respecting you, man. That. You came on. You were wearing like your Batman shirt. They were like, you know, yes. you 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 living the life, man. You're living the. Uh, this life didn't you? Know, you didn't choose this life. This life chose you, right? That's that's right. It was my <laughs> destiny. <laughs> Jim, how about Hashtag- you? Hashtag pod life. Pod life, That's exactly. Right. <laughs> on uh, HHWLOD, you can catch me here and on the uh, the DCTV podcast, which I produce and record with these cohorts over here. On the Taylor Network of podcasts, you can catch me on Nothing's On with Daryl and Donnie. And also Heavy Gigs at Seaside City is a new experiment we're doing. We turned a uh, mm-hmm. role-playing game set in the 1970s of action movies and TV and turned it into a radio play and put a soundtrack, yeah. sound effects and stuff. It's pretty interesting. It's a new experiment. We're trying to give it a shot. Available yeah, to the networks yeah, and on and on nothing's on. We we shared our non-spoiler thoughts on Stranger Things uh, season yes, two. And Stranger cool. Things, yep, yep. Well, here's a spoiler for it. It's really good. All right, I haven't watched it yet, so that's that's good, Chubb. I will knock that out this week sometime, hopefully. And when I'm I not talking about zombies and chatting it up with you guys, I'm the host of the Auto Chat Show, autochatshow.com, facebook.com slash autochatshow. Me and my co-host, Teddy, review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture. We are recording this week, I promise. We are getting back on track. We had a big press event we'll be talking about where we just drove, oh, gee, over at least 35 new cars and some off-road vehicles, track time, off-road time. It was a lot of fun, so definitely check that out. We'll have a couple of guests on that show, too, because we, uh, we didn't go up there alone this year. We brought a couple of friends of ours. And uh, we're all going to join and do do kind of a big episode for that. So check that out coming soon, and uh, and more more new car reviews to follow. We're actually lining up our fall slash early winter schedule right now. So from the auto manufacturers, so we're going to get some nice cars from Ford, GM, and of course some of the uh, the imports as well. So stay tuned for that if you like new car reviews and just like listening to us uh, do that kind of stuff. So have some fun along the way. Who wants to close it tonight, guys? I got it. Go for it. When there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, I know now why you cry. But keep in mind, I don't die. Drop the Ooh. mic. You just dropped the mic. That was oh. dumb. Oh. Boom. Can you drop your Yeti? Can you just your, your snowball? Can you? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to break it. <laughs> you never drop your Yeti. You'd never do that. You'd, you'd like crack the floor and you drop the Yeti. Yeah, 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 he's a monster. Yeah, yeah. They're heavy, yeah. man. And your foot. Yeah. Aim of Aaron. Yeah. Aaron new porno when I drop my Yeti. True, you forget about it. Hope ho just a new sense, like my influence. Well recognized, you were lied, trying to do it. Got you told your lady, oops, we nuts, baby. Smooth and charismatic, automatic, you gon' save me. God bless the dead as my son survive. We strive to teach you, baby, and stay alive and loud. Next baby, John Ford say, watch your lady. Watch your lady, yeah. Especially around, baby, yeah. If you got more than 
dollar in your pocket right now. Put yeah, your yeah. Up. Well, you can't tell by the way I roll, shorty, that I'm a ladies man, a businessman. Condos down the shore, multi-million pension plan, but it ain't in my plan to make moves without the fan. No, yeah, keep it intact. Yo, clap through the track, through the John, track. play the Mac yeah. while I pay the tax. Business as usual, watching suspects steal my assets. Get cut with G-Lets. We built this concept, connect like 9X. Drinks at the bar, my American experience. I know you didn't just kiss my girl. Hey, man, the bread. You want to disrespect me? Let's go outside. Cook up, cook up the cup and pull up, pull up, then my cup up, cup up. You who's calling bluff? Now you shook up, shook up, cause you lock up, lock up. When I love up, love up, you who's calling bluff? Hey, yo, John is chilling. Dirty cash dealing. What more can I say? We living. That's what we got. We got it good. Since you understood, we be. Leave the knives and the guns alone, uh huh. Refugees on the microphone, come on. Leave the knives and the guns alone, uh huh. Refugees on the microphone. Say what? You can't stop the shining, rock steady. You can't stop the shining. Come on, you can't stop romancing, elite force. You can't stop the dancing. Where the ladies at? And for the ladies, we.